coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You need a secret code to access the last 20 minutes of this episode, but you won't find it in the show notes. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Kelly Nugent. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including some teases out of Gearbox and Yacht Club games, and that theme song for Fire Emblem Three Houses. And then on Thursday, Mark and I are going to be discussing Zoda's Revenge, Star Tropics 2. But in the meantime, Kelly, how are you? I'm doing so well. You're Thank doing you well. so much for asking me. Uh, you uh, Look, you're welcome. It's, we need to check in on each other and see how we are. Yeah. Well, because otherwise we're swept up in that fast-paced life, baby. Oh, man. So, such fast. Oh. So pace. Yep. <laughs> so how's it going with you, man? <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you asked. Um, I am also good. Good, good. Um, Kelly, we got a couple things that we need to get to before we're going to like dive into the show uh, proper. First okay. is if people want to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, they mm. can. This lucky, is my lucky them. You're a generous man. Thank you. I've said this over and over again. <laughs> it's nice to have that reinforced. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for that $50 bill, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Sonic Forces, it's on Switch. You can borrow it. All you have to do is email us with your mailing address, uh, and I send it to you. And I pay for the postage and the return postage. It costs you nothing. You're nuts, dude. You're freaking nuts. I You're know. so nice. Oh, my gosh. Look, I want people to play this awful game because it gets it out of my house. Oh. I say less altruistic. Well, yeah, but also it's fun. Cool. Uh, so you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and I send it to you and that's as easy as that works. A uh, little programming note. Um, obviously, uh, this is not Mark across the table from me. It's Kelly. It's me. Uh, you're in good hands. Kelly's very good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm very good. I'm very good at like 45% of things. <laughs> That's a high percentage. It I is feel a pretty like, high percentage. I feel like I'm good at maybe 12% of things. No. You, <laughs> you, you can project your voice well. Mm, thank you. You smile at people. This list of things I do well has to end right now. <laughs> it's depressing. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, Mark will be back later, but Kelly's here, and we're having a great time. Um, uh, as I said, uh, we, we are... Uh, on Thursday, we're going to be discussing Zoda's Revenge. Mark will be here for that. And then um, next week, uh, we conclude our weird retro sequel month, uh, as Mark and I are talking about, Castlevania II, Simon's Quest. Um, so play along if you can. Um, and send us your emails with uh, your thoughts about either of those games. Were you able to play Zoda's Revenge Star Tropics 2? Probably not. It's a very late era NES game that no one has played and is not available on any, <laughs> on any like virtual console. I don't know why we picked it. Um, but uh, share your thoughts. Uh, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Um, and then one quick little uh, debug before we get into the rest of the episode proper. Last week, uh, Greg was talking about uh, a game coming out called Rico, and he said that it looked like a game he used to play called 13. Um, and I asked him if that was a game about the 13th Amendment, mm -hmm. and Greg said, uh, 
yeah, it, it, it needs to be patched. And then he was like, does that joke track? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that joke tracks. And I was on board with his joke. Okay. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. That yeah. the 13th Amendment is, uh, is, is flawed and needs to be patched because, and this is the part that I didn't say, okay. because it still allows for slavery of convicts, that anyone who is in I prison. See. So, but we kind of blew past it. And I just wanted to make sure that it didn't sound like we were saying slavery Something was much good. more insidious <laughs> yes yeah no uh, good 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 work on clarifying there mm-hmm. um and that's a funny joke tell yeah. greg yes i can't tell him because he and i don't talk right we're fighting well and i wish you would just bury that beef i can't it would help it keeps resurfacing every time i see him he screams about the beef at me right just like at full volume because you know greg right constantly he's a screamer screaming, constantly screaming, screaming. So just tell him it was a good joke, but don't say it was from me because he won't accept it. All right, cool. I'll just text him and say it was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly, what's, let's uh, get into what we've been playing this week. Okay. Kelly. Yes. So I continue to play Tetris 99. I don't know that I need to. I've been playing this game uh a ton mm-hmm. since it came out sarah and i will hang out in the evenings and just hand the controller back and forth playing tetris mm-hmm. until i was gonna say until we get bored but that's not even it yeah it's like until we can't keep looking at blocks falling from the top <laughs> of the tv <laughs> um but i continue to play it and i have no i have no new updates every mm. now and then one of us wins one and it's very exciting cool i think total we're up to 17 wins at this point Okay. Um, wow. Which I feel very good about. Good for you. Thank you. Um, what have you been playing? Uh, I am playing, uh, I actually just finished it this morning, the f- first playthrough, um, Red Strings Club. Uh, I don't know if you, do you know about this game? So uh, Greg brought it up last week, actually. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, what did he have to say about it? Well, he, I think he was just like looking at trailers and was like, whoa, this looks like a cool sort of like cyberpunk adventure game. Mm-hmm. Is that basically where like you're, you're working in a bar? So it's a couple things. Yeah. Lay you it on You are, um, it, it is cyberpunk and it's, uh, I assume in the future. Um, you are sometimes playing as an android and sometimes playing as a bartender and sometimes playing as like the bartenders, uh, I'm on, I don't think they're married boyfriend, um, who, uh, it has like implants that make him sure like some sort of cybernetic, cybernetic guy. Um, we both just had to race for yeah, cybernetic 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 um and it's pretty cool it uh it's a really cool future uh where um you know the game understands that uh like gender and sexuality are fluid and so like there's just like it's it's pretty cool there is a moment where one of the clues you're supposed to find is someone's dead name which mm. is weird i I think here's what i think that the game is trying to do yeah i think the game is trying to tell the audience we have a trans character right but is doing it in a very fumbly way and already has told us because we talk about their like gender recalibration um so i i feel like we don't need that it just seems a little like garish if that makes sense like it just seems a little bit tone deaf but the game is like otherwise i think really uh progressive and cool and like the music is a plus um and you're just kind of trying to figure out like this nefarious company is like 
making people uh, complacent. And it's really interesting. Like you, uh, at the beginning, you play as this android and you're like creating these modules that you put inside of people for every problem they have. They'll come in and be like, I have this problem. And you have to keep fixing their problems. And it ended up being that like everyone, I either turned them into a husk that didn't care about anything. Oh, Jesus. Or like someone that didn't care about any kind of social mores and like was fine with that. Um, Whoa, so you're either like demolishing their inhibitions mm -hmm. or like demolishing their soul kind of? Yeah. And like, and that's just like a little tiny thing you do at the beginning that kind of like sets the tone for for the rest of the story and the rest of the story is really good and it the ending was really sad but sweet um but you have to make some kind of like messed up decisions yeah and i like spoiler alert i guess i, I if you don't want to hear this like track forward 15 seconds at the end um my character had to is dying uh-huh and has to decide with his dying breath to either tell his partner that he loves him more than anything in the world or tell him this like secret about like the underlying nefarious purposes of this. And I freaked out and I, what did you do? I picked like, tell him the secret rather than say, I love you, which is really up. I know. Oh, messed up. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have cursed. Oh, well that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that is messed up. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, though? Look, you can some, play it again. Yeah, and, you know, that your partner knows that you love them. Yeah. Right? So, I think he knew, because yeah. I've said it before. Oh, I don't know if I ever said it before. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think, <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. I don't know if I've said it before, but it, it is a re- I thought it was a really fun game. Yeah. You can do it in, like, you can do your first playthrough in, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, I did it in, like, two sittings. Sure. So just like a couple hours, like mm-hmm. three or four hours. Something yeah, like I would that. say it's a three or four hour game. That is awesome. It's cool, and it's it's more like point and clicky, and yeah, um, yeah, but it's cool. Um, also taking about three or four hours. Uh, I played the Captain Toad Treasure Tracker special episode. Okay. Which is uh, a series of eighteen new levels for Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, um, which. Captain Toad is just, it's Toad. He's walking around on a little, like, diorama-style map that you can, like, rotate the camera all around, and you are collecting gems and stars. Uh, But in the special episode, it is not stars you're after, but a crown. There is a crown in every episode. Oh. In in every every little level. And uh, the game recently got co-op support so that you can have just two little Toads walking around. Um, And in the special episode, one of you is Captain Toad, and the other one is Toadette. Um, and so it's just like the cutest thing these two little toads like walking around and all the new puzzles are really great and really strong um there's one that sarah and i were like shouting at each other (laughs) (laughs) about because like it's uh it's like a big maze that's up on it's like a wheel that Mm -hmm. is a maze and so you like shoot yourself into the middle of it and then where you walk within the maze like kind of makes the whole thing rotate oh man um so, like, there's a lot of just, like, sort of mind-bending, like, space, like, puzzle relationship sort of things. Um, but it was super fun. And, you know, I like it's like I said, it only took us a couple hours to get through it. Um, but it was six bucks, you know. Nice. A, a six, $6 add-on to Captain Toad. If you have Captain Toad, like, go for it. This thing is totally worth your time, uh, especially if you've got someone else to play with. One word of warning yeah. uh, about playing with two people. Uh, you know, Captain Toad is so much about controlling the camera and like seeing 
you have to really like move the camera down. Everything is manual, right? Like the camera oh, will not do anything wow. on its own. Wow. Okay. Um, but both players have total control over the oh, camera. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Okay. So this is more that screaming that we were yeah. talking about. If we were playing it with Greg Smith, he would never let it go. He would never let it go. Um, but so that that was great. Uh, I'm f- fully endorse it. Uh, I also got out Yoshi's Woolly World mm-hmm. um, on the Wii U and played it for a little while because I started to get excited about the new Yoshi game that's coming out um, at the end of the month, uh, Crafted World. Um, and I just wanted to like be reminded why I had fun with Woolly World in the first place. Yeah. Um, and you know those games get a lot of uh, like criticism for being too easy. Um, Ugh, I roll. I roll. Because, first of all, easy is great. Yeah, sometimes you just want to have fun and turn off your brain. Yeah, sometimes you just want to see wonderful colors and hear Yoshi's sing at you. Yeah, very cute. Very cute. But there are also levels in this game that are like nightmarish. <laughs> there was one I couldn't even get to the end of. It was so hard. Oh, it's my a, God. It's a special level at the end of uh, World 3 where... Um, like the whole gimmick of the level is there's a a bullet bill that's like flying past mm-hmm. and he leaves a little like trail of smoke behind him that eventually dissipates and the you have to get through the whole level just riding on his trail of smoke oh man um and so like all these things are coming at you and if you like you know land on it wrong you fall through the smoke it's like it's oh, a very bad it's a nightmare yeah very bad it was so hard so <laughs> anyone that's like those Yoshi games are for babies uh find the levels that aren't for babies and like toughen up and get through them because like the game offers you anything it offers you the very easy have a nice time levels and offers you the like sincere challenge there's something for the whole family it's all there (laughs) um i've also been playing a little bit of resident evil 2 on the playstation 4 it is scary i want to i want to play it it's good i heard it's really really good it's really really good i'm a huge like a ridiculously big fan of the original um that is maybe one of like the first games that i was like truly obsessed with uh, where I just like played it and played it and played it and played it and played it. And if there were like trophies or achievements at the time, I would have gotten all of them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but as this was just a regular PlayStation thing, I, you know, it, the, all of my accomplishments are lost to the ages. Dude, I, that's like, so how did it feel playing it? I, I love a remaster of a yeah. really good game. I yeah. will throw my money at a remaster of a really good game. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, this is, that's what it was. It, it felt like, you know, I have all these memories of playing it as a, Fourteen-year-old, whatever, um, and playing the remaster felt like that again. Cool, you know, like they made it look like I thought it looked back mm-hmm. in the day, um, which is just incredible. Uh, it's it's been super fun. Uh, my buddy Pete actually bought it for me. Oh, how uh, nice! Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Because uh, I was holding out. I was like, it'll get a price drop uh, pretty soon. Uh, and uh, he he and I were texting, and he was like, I don't like living in a world where you're not playing this game. Yeah. And he bought it for me, so that was very sweet. Is this a person that is friends with you from when you were younger? Yes, yeah. This Aww, is, that's this nice. is my, my good friend, Pete. Um, yeah, so that, that was very nice, and uh, I think about it a lot and want to get back to it. That's really cool. I think I'm going to play it. Is it scared? Are you scared? Do you get scared? I do get scared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a, uh, a a character, a monster, whatever that appears uh, halfway through basically all of the scenarios, whose name is uh, Mister X, and he's just like an eight foot tall man oh, I've seen, in a trench coat. I've seen playthroughs in that part. Yeah. Oh, scary, scary. Um, and he'll just so much of the game is like you get to a safe space and you're like, ooh, okay. Yeah. I've closed the door. That's fine. Mr. X, he doesn't care. He just like barges into oh, the door. Oh, no, very bad. He'll chase you everywhere. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um, 
Kelly, I hear you've been playing Mass Effect. Yeah. So I had originally when when Ma- I remember pre-ordering Mass Effect Andromeda, you know, best edition I could get. Played it immediately when it came out, and I think it was perhaps because I was so I had held the the Mass Effect uh, trilogy yeah. in such high regard, and it still is to me one of my most important favorite games. Um, so I was like, oh, I can't wait to to see this, and I know it's going to be all new characters. I understand that. Like I loved Dragon Age Inquisition, even though it's different characters from right, and it's the same. It's Bioware. So I was like, oh, I'm sure it'll be great. There were a lot of things about it that, like, because I had, in anticipation for the game, mm-hmm. I replayed the trilogy. There are some, ba- there are some battle uh, mechanics that are extremely, like, why would you do this? Like, so you yeah. used to be able to, like, te- mid-battle, like, tell your team what you wanted them to do. You can't do that anymore. You can't equip certain guns or certain outfits to different people. Oh, weird. Um, yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, I was really turned off by the game. And I didn't really like any of the people as a romance option. You got to have good romance options. You got to have good romance options. So I started playing it right when it came out. And I was like, I can't make myself finish this game. Yeah. Well, it was a little bit busted too, right? It was pretty busted. Yeah. It was pretty busted. And then so I don't know if they've like released updates or something that has made it better. But I started playing it again. And I was like, actually, you know what? It isn't that whack. It was like, it's not my favorite. Yeah. At all by any like it's not even my favorite like of like list of games it's like pretty low. Yeah. Um but I still am playing it and I have a decent time. Perhaps more embarrassingly one of the games that I'm playing right now is this mobile game called Homescapes. I don't know if What you happens know in Homescapes? Okay. I don't know it. The premise is wackadoodle. <laughs> you are a grown up butler man. You decide to retire from your job and you move home to the mansion that your parents own. No. Yeah. And you move in with your parents. And the whole thing is not embarrassed about this. So you move home to your parents and they're like, we got to sell the house. And you're like, mother, father, let me fix all these different things in the house. So you do all these little like puzzles where you switch around. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like Candy Crush-ish. Yeah, sure. So okay. You, it's like that. But then you, you collect coins so that way you can buy upgrades for your parents. At their, at their house. This is homescape. Homescapes. Wow. And also, like, I know that this is not. This is a visual situation. Are, are you getting alerts from homescapes on your phone? No, right I just wanted to show you what yes, Austin, who is the character you play as, looks like. Um, Austin is not a name that I would pick for a butler. Like yeah. off the top of my head. Okay, let me see if I can pull up a picture of him. Oh, oh, I just got a daily bonus opening this up. Nice. Yeah, you okay, did. Let me see if I can zoom in. Oh, yeah. this is my friend. This is a guy, an old man with a visor. Oh, he gives me rewards. Yeah, he does. So, okay. <laughs> I just need to zoom in on Austin so you can see him. So this is Austin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Austin has uh, a big bushy mustache and like two other mustaches above his eyes. Yeah, above his eyes and <laughs> where then his eyebrows should be. A bow tie and a white shirt and suspenders and then like jeans and dress shoes. Um Yeah, it's that's very confusing. No, and it, it like the whole story is like kind of weird. It's just like so I've up look at look at my parents' house. Look at that. I've got some statues. Yo, their place looks great. It looks really good, right? And then here's my bedroom. <laughs> I like that you've got this yellow uh, like reading chair right in the middle of the room. <laughs> I designed that. <laughs> also, there you go. Homescapes. Yeah, Homescapes. <laughs> Try that out, guys. All right. That's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. 
Not a ton coming out this week. Um, the On Wednesday, March 20th, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, Everybody is coming out. That's one of the uh, Final Fantasy games that Square is bringing over to um, the Switch. Uh, I've never actually played any of the uh, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon games. There was a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game that I played on the DS, which was at least a medium level of fun. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the uh, the Mystery Dungeon like format? So I only know of it because I uh, s- watched this trailer. Sure. So I was like, oh, I understand. Yeah. Now you're just kind of running around. Yeah, you're just like in a in a dungeon that's like a a, a grid kind of. Uh, it's like a series of hallways. Yeah, that, that yeah. is that is 100% correct. And then you're just like running characters into each other and they fight. Yeah. Um. So you know this is a, might be one of those more like just experiential kind of games where like if you're looking for uh you know a real challenge or something super strategic like maybe this isn't it. Um. But just as something to uh you know waste some time with seems kind of cool. It looks cute. Chocobo yeah. looks cute. Ch- hey, look, chocobos are great. Yeah. They're giant bird things. And then you get to have a buddy with you. You get to unlock people and have them fight with you. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get this. But I will probably <laughs> not either. I, I'm too busy with homescapes. <laughs> yeah. He, you, got, you got to help Austin. Uh, I got to help Austin <laughs> get his parents' house together. Uh, and then on Friday, March 22nd, Unravel 2 is coming out, um, which is that EA uh, game where you control little like yarny people. Uh, people who are made of yarn. It's like a puzzle platforming kind of thing. Uh, and it is another co-op game. Uh, and it looks kind of cool. Uh, it does look really cool. Those kinds of games are like right in my wheelhouse. And if I can convince Sarah to play it with me, uh, then yeah, we'll, we'll totally play it. Well, this is a totally a home run. I think she'll want to play it. It's it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it also like from the trailer I was watching, the the co-op aspect of it seems very seamless. Yes. And it seems also very cool. Like, it's not like there's one that's like kind of the main one and then this other one that just kind of hovers. It's like they're both like very right. active and can take a leadership role. And like they. Or not leadership, but you know what I mean. Yeah. They can both like take charge. Yeah. Um, and like they have a piece of yarn like between them. And so mm-hmm. they can like use that to like swing each other around or and, like affect momentum. Like it feels like it's got a, a real physics engine behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems pretty cool. It does seem really cool. Um, okay, uh, that those are the new releases. Let's close out. Let's close that out. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, where a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Kelly and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Kelly, Mark has provided us with some conversation topics. I see this. Uh, and we've got two left now. You get to choose one. Uh, and then you can read it and we can discuss. Okay. What, what's going through your mind right now? You're I'm, looking at both envelopes. I, I like how you wrote the top of the threes for this one, so I'm going to do this one. Perfect. Okay. Do I open it and read it? Yeah, o- open it and read it. If forced to live the events, what horror movie franchise would you have the best chance of surviving? Is this your handwriting? Yeah, that is my handwriting. Really nice. Really Thank nice, you. Patrick. Uh, won't help you in a horror movie. No. Uh, what horror movie franchise? Franchise. Okay. Right, so you can't just be a one-off. I think, for me, it might be the Jason movies. Um, Why do you think you would be able to survive the Jason movies? Because I feel like most... I am... I am... 
I know that Jason is like pretty unstoppable and like really uh, hard to kill. Yeah. And it's like scary because he moves very slowly and just like is just this unstoppable like behemoth. That being said, I feel like a lot of people in these movies are like just not paying attention to their surroundings. Mm-hmm. I am always scanning. That's right. Also, when I feel threatened, my first thing, like my jump jump to, is like, oh, go on the offensive, make him scared of me. And I know he it doesn't. How get are you scared. gonna make Jason scared of I'm you? I'm gonna act crazy. I'm gonna act so crazy. Like so he's gonna be like, he's gonna I, be can't, like I can't. I can't even deal. Too much. Like he would turn his back, and that's where his problem would be. Because mm. if you turn your back on me, I'll be there. I'll, I I will. So you're gonna murder Jason. Jason. You're gonna stab him with like a big knife. Yes, and then I'm going to take his mask and put it on. And become Jason? Yes. Kelly. I'm the next Jason. Does that constitute survival? It's surviving. Yes, it is. All right, all right. Well, let me, let me ask you this, because my, my first, my, like, go-to answer was going to be Scream. That, oh, like, yeah. I, I feel like it, it, within Scream, one of the big things about Scream is that, like, it knows it's a horror movie. Everyone in it knows that it's a horror movie. And I feel like both of us would be familiar with what's going on Mm -hmm. right we'd be like i got it i understand the rules of this um but is that is that actually a strength within scream or is that a liability well i think the thing that's scary about scream is that i think this the stakes are higher then and like the tricks are Mm going to be scarier because everyone knows i also wonder are you shooting yourself in the foot because no face is different or not no face what is it uh, the screen ghost the face. Ghost face, yes. No face is no spirited face away. <laughs> spirited away. Uh, he go- offers you coins. Yeah, <laughs> ghost face is a different person a lot of times. Yeah, so that's true. More unpredictable than like let's say a Freddy movie. I mean, mm. that's the thing. Freddy's magic. You can't mess with that. Oh, I mean oh. Jason's kind of magic too sometimes. Yeah, J- Jason. Jason is kind of towards magic. the end. He gets a little more magic. He gets way too magic. And even when he's not magic, he has like the magical ability to just be anywhere. Yeah, and he's also a zombie. It's like kind of messed. <laughs> It's like it's like kind of it's messed. like kind of messed. Okay, so okay, what were you gonna say? Uh, I, when you said Freddy, uh, that made me think, oh, Friday the Thirteenth, because I dream so little. Like I, th- are you? Th- I don't. Uh, I think that no, no, that Friday the Thirteenth is Jason. Oh, sorry. Nightmare on yes. Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, that's what I meant. Um, Interesting. So you think I he just, just couldn't get in? Yeah, because there's just there's no dream knock, door knock, into no my brain. Home. Right. That like he sees me go to sleep and he's like, I'm gonna get him now, and I just don't have a dream. Here's what I think is going to happen. Tell me what you think is going to happen. If you were in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, mm-hmm. I think you would start for some reason being really into spicy food. You don't know why. Oh, okay. Spicy food gives you weird dreams. Oh. oh. So that's the problem. But so, so Jalapeno pizza. People start dying in their dreams. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I can't stop eating this jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think, I think something would push you to, or you start eating a lot of cheese. You know, like something would push mm, you to, ha- start to start having, start weird having these weird dreams. Um, w- do you think there's a horror movie franchise where you would fare like exceptionally poorly? I, I probably uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for me because I dream all the time and I always remember my dreams. Yeah. So like they're so always Freddy's very getting vivid. you right away. Freddy's like he's probably here now. Yeah. Like he will destroy. I didn't, didn't want to say anything, yeah. but there is someone standing behind you right, right behind now, <laughs> wearing like knife gloves. Yeah. Knife gloves. It's a real problem. Yeah. I think I would. Uh, I don't know if it counts counts as a horror movie franchise, but uh, Predator. Mm. Predator would get me right away because, like everyone else in, especially the original Predator, mm-hmm. those are all like combat. Like those are. Oh people, yeah, they're already. 
above you. They're already way above me. I'm gonna get like accidentally flexed also, to death by a, Carl Weathers. He has you a know? gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the predator. Predator has a gun. Like. Oh well, I guess. I guess that's it. I guess we we'll never know the end of that. We'll uh, never we know. were we were accompanied today by the GVSU New Music Ensemble. All right, Kelly, let's get into the news. Uh, this is some uh, breaking news that just just popped up um, as you were driving over here, Kelly. Really? And yes, a Nintendo <laughs> Switch <laughs> Nindies Showcase has been announced for this Wednesday, March 20th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. The presentation, yes, presentation will be 30 minutes long and it'll be, you know, Nintendo's opportunity to show off some new indie games coming to Switch. Cool. Um, it is also the first presentation since Damon Baker left Nintendo. Uh, previously, he was the host of these things mm -hmm. and was sort of like in charge of Nintendo's uh, relationship with uh, independent developers. So we'll get a, you know, not only a look at some new games, but sort of a you know, flavor of what uh, what that's going to look like in the future. Mm. Um, wow, cool. Yeah. I don't have any specific hopes or uh, desires for this one. Maybe, like, just because I love games like this that yes. I just played, uh, Red Strings Club, and I really liked Thimbleweed Park. Like, I would like more... Just those like really like mood intensive yes um, like mystery games I love those mood intensive mystery games bring them all to the switch yeah and announce them uh, on Wednesday please uh, if you've been playing Star Tropics on the NES Nintendo Switch Online you may have noticed that there's a puzzle in the game that has no clues in it whatsoever to help you solve it um, so this is a uh, a thing that is part of the original game. Um, where uh, as you leave chapter four, you need to enter a code, like a frequency into the radio so you can continue on with the game. Um, and in the original game, you got this by dipping a letter, a physical letter that came in the box into water. And then it was really, written, yeah, it was written cool. in invisible ink. Um, so as a fake letter from like your uncle who oh you're like gosh. rescuing throughout the course of the game. It was so cool. That's really cool. Um, but like when you put it out digitally, you got to, you got to include that info somewhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're including it here. The, the code is 747. Um, so just go ahead, and now you can proceed on to Chapter 5. There you go. Um, but also just look it up on the internet. I do that a lot. This is one of those things where it's like, yeah, Nintendo, why didn't you think of that? But also, like, eh, you can just look it up. Google, very easy. Google, and it's not like it changes, you know, no, from, it, like, playthrough no. to playthrough. Yeah. Um, and then here's another kind of cool thing uh, from... Um, the Nintendo Switch Online games that were added last week. Uh, one of the SP games, so like the special versions of the game, is Zelda 2, which uh, Mark and I talked about two weeks ago on our weird retro sequels month. Um, and the, that game is difficult and could use uh, some things to just make it go down a little bit smoother. And the SP version of it uh, starts you maxed out level. So wow. you're level 8 life, level 8 magic, level 8 attack which there's still a lot to unpack in that game and a lot of really challenging things to get through. But just starting at max level for everything will make that game playable, will make it fun. That's cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. So if you have been holding off on listening to our episode about it, because you're like, I don't, I don't want to play along because that game's going to be too hard. Now you've got no excuse. Do it. Do it. Uh, with PAX East coming up at the end of the month, Shovel Knight developer Yacht Club Games announced that it will be bringing uh, both the new game modes King of Cards and Shovel Knight Showdown to the event, but they also teased something new. Something Whoa. New. 
uh it's an it it's they showed this just on their twitter it is a 16-bit maybe 8-bit it's kind of hard to say um animated gif of a like ninja standing uh amongst like some ruins it's really beautiful it's really really pretty uh and they say that it is an all-new addition to the Yacht Club Games publisher catalog, which means it's maybe not a game that they developed, but certainly one that they are putting out. So we'll find out more about that uh, at the end of the month. Nice. Um, are you familiar with uh, Shovel Knight or the no. Yacht Club Games at all? It's a cool game. It's a game that I really like. Nice, dude. Is <laughs> a uh, little knight. He's got a shovel. He uh, jumps on people's heads with the shovel like it's a pogo stick. Oh my god! And uh, it's a delight. It's a like retro throwback that um, you know plays like plays like old games while being very much new and uh, good. So I, I trust these guys, and I very much look forward to whatever they put out next. Uh, more news being teased ahead of PAX East. Gearbox, the uh, publisher of uh, Borderlands and the Borderlands series, um, shared a pixelated screenshot on their official Twitter account as like something that they're teasing. Um, but fans were like, yo, that's Borderlands 2. We know that Are screenshot. Are we getting a port? So we think maybe it's coming to Switch. Interesting. I would play it. Are you a Borderlands girl? I like Borderlands. It's yeah. fun. Uh, I actually have only played Borderlands 2. Yeah. I've only played the first one and that like just as um, like a, a friend of mine was playing it and I just jumped in, and, mm-hmm. which is really cool that like the game lets you do that ca- kind of like jump in co-op um, and just like run around getting guns. Yeah. Just collecting stuff. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. I, I would, I would play that. Uh, so again, this is another one that just like the gear or the Shovel Knight developer, um, we will maybe find out more at the end of the month. Uh, Nintendo of America's Twitter account has shared the theme song to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Kelly. What? Have you had an opportunity to listen to no, this thing? Okay. No. Okay. So where do you stand on uh, like video game songs? Okay. Yeah. Lay I, it on. I love a video game soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I detest a video game song. Look, look, this is exactly what we're going into. And I'm right there with you where I'm like, uh oh. Yeah, I know. I'm uh-oh. worried. I'm worried. We're all worried. Uh, we're going to listen to this thing uh, and, you know, we'll see how long we can deal with it. Reach for my hand. Kelly's shaking her head. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> I mean, it just, it sounds like, you know, like an anime theme song. It sounds like a Netflix made anime theme song. Whoa. I know, I know I'm being rough right now. But like, because there are some good anime theme songs. I think the Cowboy Bebop theme song is really good. Yeah, it's dope. This is not, it's just very like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And like the, the, the melody is a little too meandering for me. Mm-hmm. But it's also like. It's unfocused. It feels very. I also, I don't know what to do with, because this is for Fire Emblem, right? So it's like a, a medieval, like, you know, fantasy role-playing combat mm-hmm. game. And the, like, it's got strings and stuff, but it also, it feels a little too, like, techno-y it for me. It feels a little midi. I look to you like a red rose. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, all right. I, um, here's the thing. Everyone involved with that 
good for you, Great man. job. Great, Great job, job, guys. You worked really hard. That sounds like you were in a in the studio. I mean, it sounds like everyone's having fun. Sounds like you're having fun. It's very, like, whimsical, I guess. You know, I we just said it sounds like everyone's having fun. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It no, sounds, it doesn't. It sounds like people are cashing checks. It It sounds also like... If I were contracted to be the vocalist for this, mm-hmm. I imagine. And I pray that someday you are. Thanks. <laughs> it, it, I imagine that I would be confused about how I'm supposed to be feeling while singing this song. Totally. And I suspect that the what is this called? Maybe like a do they have a director for this? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Was perhaps not clear. Mm-hmm. And pro- I would just assume I don't know, because it does sound it, it, to me it sounds on all fronts like a confused song. Yeah, I mean, because it sounds like maybe it wants to be anthemic, right? Like it sure. wants you to be like fist in the air, being like, "Yeah, let's get them." But it's so like it's so small. Doesn't yes. it feel very small? It does feel very small. It feels like very talented, like. Students at like a showcase. <laughs> it like they traveled from their high school mm-hmm. to like the Mall of America to perform, and you hear it and you're like, "Wow, they're good." Right, but then you like walk away and you're like, "Okay, let's ride something at Camp Snoopy," and yeah, like, it's done, and then it's done, and you don't have to experience it anymore. Yeah. Plus, you're at the Mall of America, like you got shopping to do. <laughs> you you got to get a new pair of jeans, and you got to get so, so an A and W burger. That's what I ate last time I was there. <laughs> uh, mall of America. It's so big. It's so big. It's Is big. it still the largest no. mall? No. What no. happened to it? Who who who, who it got smaller? It? It's been shrinking. No, that can't Every be true. Shrinks, that can't be true. There was just another feet. big mall, and it <laughs> shrunk smaller than it. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Just other malls got bigger. Uh, the next Pokemon Funko Pop has been announced. It's a Charmander. Cute. Um, so this joins the already existing Pikachu and Bulbasaur. This is probably the last time I'm going to talk about Funko Pops on this show. Um, I just we had mentioned the the first two uh, when they came out, um, just because it seemed like an exciting new thing that Funko was doing. Uh, and now it's reached a, a threshold where it's becoming normal. Oh yeah, it's just going to be. You're, what are you going to be doing every week? You're t- going to talk about like eight new. Funkos? Here's the thing. My interest in Funko is uh, super low. Mine as well. <laughs> Mine is extremely low. We were, you and I, Kelly, we mm-hmm. were at uh, San Diego oh, Comic-Con. Yeah, I was actually just going to bring this up. That's right. Um, and we... Where is yours? Uh, so the one that I had... It's a good question. I don't know. I, I thought it would maybe be over on my bookshelf, but it is not there. We received a limited edition SDCC yes exclusive conan as ant-man and wasp conan o'brien as ant-man, ant-man and wasp i'll tell you i sold mine you sold yours mm-hmm, on ebay uh what'd you get for it 60 whoa do it girl sell it i am so good at 60 dollars yeah, big ones wow maybe i like funko now <laughs> Oh my god, you're so dumb. I'm so dumb. <laughs> you're so dumb. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got a couple others just kind of like walking the floor, and we bought these like big dumb egg things because we thought it would be fun. Yeah, yeah. It was not. It was not fun. It was like really depressing. <laughs> yeah, it was really depressing. It included two, right? Yeah. Two Funkos, and we ended up giving those away to our friends who were making a music video about like getting swag at yeah. San Diego. Swag Comic-Con. that you don't want. Swag that you don't want. 
And some of that is fun- is Funkos. Some of that's Funkos. I don't want to disparage anybody that enjoys Funkos. I like find your joy. Absolutely. They're just not for me. And they are similarly not for me. The thing is, I feel like they should be. Right? That's the thing. They should be, but I don't like. I don't think they're cute. Yeah, maybe that's it. I. The heads are too big in comparison to the body. I think that's and the squareness. I don't enjoy the squareness mm-hmm. of the head. Yeah. I. They're just and I like cute things. I just, yeah, it's, they're not cute to me. There's also something about the, and I don't, I haven't examined this. So if I'm about to say something terrible, I apologize. I don't like that it is uh, like omnivorous in its uh, pop culture diet, that there are Funkos of everything. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem, it seems too generic to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to be more, I want them to be like, no, we just do blank mm-hmm. um, and the fact that it's like it's pokemon and it's buffy the vampire slayer yeah. and it's i mean like uh, gossip girl i mean i don't know maybe yeah, but probably but even and then for those i'm like even less interested for the ones that are just like people in clothes yeah no that those are confusing because i'm like why yeah like this is just like i love lost but like jack shepherd like it's just a dude in a suit yeah like what are, what are we doing here it could be like a bunch of things it could be a bunch yeah. of things. I don't know. They're just not for me, but if you like them, cool. <laughs> uh, Dark Horse is publishing a Art of Super Mario Odyssey book um, in the West on October 22nd. This book has been out in Japan since last September. It is a 368-page hardcover book that includes, quote, concept art, preliminary sketches, and notes from the development team, plus insight into some early ideas that didn't make it into the game itself. Mm, that's the day after my birthday. That <laughs> Do not get that from me. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's a $50 book. Oh, that's $10 less than a Funko Pop. No way. <laughs> uh, last May, we talked about the Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze website, which had a little like mini game in it where you can find the letters K-O-N-G on the website, and then you get some My Nintendo Platinum points, which you can oh, then cool. spend on, you know, like uh, discounts on games or whatever. Um, the Yoshi's Crafted World website is playing a similar game. <gasps> oh, are you excited? Uh, here's the thing. I already did it. Oh. Did you get him? Yeah. What did it spell? Yoshi? No, so it's not even letters Pong. this time. This time you're uh, chasing after little poochie pups. Oh. Yeah, they're like little poochie puppies. Cute. There's, poochie pups are cute. There are three of them, and you collect them, and you get 150 platinum points, which is you know, almost enough to get 20% off of some 3DS game or whatever. There you go. Um, the rewards right now are kind of, um, kind of a bummer. Um, so I, I did go through and find all the... the Poochie Pups. It took me like two or three minutes. And then I was like, cool, I'm going to go spend these on something. And they like, there wasn't anything that I was even like halfway interested in. Great. So, um, keep those for another day. Keep those. Yes. I'll just, I'll just bank those platinum points. <laughs> I'm rolling in platinum yeah. points. Uh, and finally, the results of this weekend's Splatfest are in. Wizards run out, one out over Knights, two to one. Wizards were twice as popular as the Knights. Um, a 62.68% to 37.32%. Um, and then they uh, won more of the normal matches and uh, lost more of the pro matches. Kelly, I got to know where you stand on Knights versus Wizards. I literally have no idea what you're talking look, about. Look, look, look. You could look, be look, talking look, look, like... Look, 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 look. Okay, Knight, <laughs> I, I like Wizards because they're magic. This is actually it. Really? So, the way that these Splatfests work, um, it's so just in Splatoon 2. Right? Okay. Um, people just pick which team they like more. So Seriously? Yeah. So just based off of the name? Just based off of whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. 
So like what which one is better? No metric. No metric. And wizards. You, that's right. And 62% of people, almost 63% said wizards. Really? Yeah. Well, um, I mean that's what's going to happen. That's look. Knights are boring. Nobody mm-hmm. wants uh, paladin. Paladins are actually fun to play. Paladins are fun to play. <laughs> Greg and I talked about this last week. Really? That like a wizard is, well, because, you know, we had to talk about that the Splatfest was coming up. And okay. he, he said, no question, wizard. Yeah. I mean, wizard, wizard. Wizards, wizards do magic. It's true. It's hard. It's hard it, to argue with. I know. Uh, might it be nicer to like have a friend who is a knight? Maybe. Sure. I mean, what? So that they die first? <laughs> it's like. They don't I just, have magic. I feel like if you're friends with a wizard, like you have to be prepared to be tricked at some point. Oh, absolutely. That's all I'm saying. No, and also like their voices, because like, oh, wizards talk like this. And Every single so, one. Yeah, and it's like so annoying. <laughs> um, if you are interested in trying out Splatoon 2, but haven't to, to this point, uh, there is a free demo period that you can play the game for free um, that is, starts on March 19th at 7 a.m. So that's today uh, when this episode comes out uh, and runs through Monday, March 25th, at, uh, also at 7 um, a.m. Uh, you will need Switch Online, the online service, in order to play it. But it's a it's a free uh, week of Splatoon too. If you're interested in trying it out, that's cool. Um, and then the game is also twenty percent off during that whole period, um, and for a couple days after. So in case you try it and you get hooked, yeah, you get hooked, <laughs> and then you just need that sweet sweet fix. Uh. Um, Kelly, have you ever played Splatoon two? No. Are you going to try it out now that it is free for a week? You don't have to say yes. <laughs> I probably will not. Mm, depending on what I got going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes you got too much going on. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'll find someone that I like to romance in Mass Effect, and then at that point, I'll bet e- everything off. else goes out the window. Yeah, but I, it looks like no. So you know, maybe I will play it. <laughs> All right, great, uh, Kelly. Let's get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Wow. Kelly. Thank yes. you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for having me on. It was really fun. It was super fun. I'm glad to have heard more about Homescapes. <laughs> and Austin the Butler. <laughs> it's so embarrassing that I play that game. I mean, it seems it looked way better than I was expecting it to. Like when you pulled it up. Yeah. I was it, like, this game, like, they spent like some time rendered on pretty, this. pretty nicely. It looks kind of good. Uh, Kelly, is there anything that you would like to plug at this point? Yes, um, you can find me on the internet uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly Nugi, K-E-L-L-Y-N-U-G-E-E. You can also uh, listen to me uh, talk about YA Pulp Fiction on um, my podcast, Teen Creeps. We talk about R.L. Stein, Lois Duncan, uh, uh, Christopher Pike, uh, all those books that you remember from the 80s and 90s, those like, you know, very glossy neon books uh patrick has been on the show many times he's a fan favorite people love him yeah uh, he's our lo- people love me people love you yes. you're our lois duncan uh extraordinaire mm-hmm. low dunk low dunk as those who know the show know um <laughs> you can also listen to me patrick uh ryan mogi and colin j morris talk about uh shipping everything with everything mm-hmm. on um the same day shipping which is another podcast um it's uh we get silly um nasty mostly me uh and uh I like it when we get gross. I like it too. <laughs> I like it too, and like it's worth it for. I think like I should like just quickly take a picture of Ryan's face when we're getting nasty because yes. she does like the judgment and shock 
and betrayal. That, it's it's all it's at all once. There. It's, it's very good. It's so fast. Oh man, same day shipping is a great show. It's great. You guys should check it out. Um, if if you're nasty. If you're nasty. Also, Teen Creeps is a great show. I didn't say that, but it is. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I, it's a it's a very good show. Mark has also been on it. Yes, he has been on it. Um, so we talked about the Titanic book. <laughs> That's right. The romance that took and everybody survived. Of course, everyone survived. <laughs> it's a romance. <laughs> uh, remember, if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you can share it anywhere, uh, that's great. However you share things, uh, we appreciate it. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Kelly is at Kelly Nugy. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Card Society. We're also on Facebook. You can just find that by looking for Nintendo Cartridge Society on Facebook. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com. Or by listening right now. For my co-host, Kelly Nugent, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Campfire.